Hey folks, just a quick disclaimer before we start episode three. Just wanted to let you know that uh, we messed up and we did not record the audio through the actual microphones like we have for the previous episodes. Unfortunately, it was only recorded through the audio on the GoPro and the audio through my laptop microphone. So the GoPro audio sounded better between the two. Still not going to sound too stellar. However, we decided to keep and release this episode anyway because the conversation was a good one. Neither Charlie or I agree with the Valtteri Botas George Russell incident whatsoever. So you get to hear our wild opinions about that. And then we get to talk about the karting ventures that both of us participated in over the weekend, which, you know, to have both conversations again just for the sake of recording an episode with better audio, it just wouldn't be as natural. You know, why would you want to say the exact same thing you said an hour ago again just for the sake of an episode? So if you can stomach the fact that it's not going to sound as good as our previous episodes, I hope you enjoy. If you don't want to listen to it, well, even though it's not going to sound great, you might miss out on a great conversation. So it's up to you, but I, uh, I still hope you enjoy. picked up a few over the weekend possibly yeah no I, I didn't need do much in promoting it I was like like hey are you that no no that's not me <laughs> nope so we got a few fun things to talk about we yeah. got the Formula One weekend of course that happened last week and then our own weekend that happened this week which is very exciting because Charlie Boy here got into a car for the first time in over a year yeah but uh, why don't we start talking about the Formula One weekend Absolutely. So if you happen to listen to podcast number two, I went out on a limb and said, uh, not so much going out on a limb saying Max is going to be uh, taking home the win, but said Lando. Finished third. And he finished third. He finished third. And Max. Max got the win. Uh, So I mean, I'm happy just because I I like those guys, but I'm also uh, thrilled that I I was right. You were way off. You picked like Botas or something, right? I I literally said in the last podcast. Couldn't have been more wrong. I know. I was like, you know, Botas is going to have a good day. I think he's going to win. And then I, I think I put Hamilton somewhere in the podium spots. But, uh, yeah, I, I really, it went absolutely the absolute complete wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. Entirely. So we're going to treat this recap uh, like drives to ride. We're not going to go in order. I'm starting with this, okay? Hot take. Why do people continue to say Lewis Hamilton is not the greatest yeah, I know, dude. You, Seriously, you watch that that comeback performance to get yeah. second place, and yeah. you're still out there, oh, if everyone was in this car, anyone could do it. No. No. No, no, no. I don't, The yeah. guy beaches it, literally, in the gravel, dirt, grass, and he somehow had the wherewithal to find reverse before stalling it. He's jammed, his nose is up against the wall. Yep. Yep. He backs up. Here's another thing. It's not like they got a backup camera or even the ability to turn their head... He backs it up successfully on a hot track, doesn't even infringe on anyone, which is uh, saying more uh, uh, than uh, what Latifi did when he friggin' ran into uh, 
uh, mass pit. Remember yeah. the uh, yeah the first yep. lap there, yeah. But uh, I mean, just doing that in itself, that in itself, even if he didn't come all the way back to second, shows his experience and his ability, his brains, and everything as a yeah. driver. I I agree, like, dude. It's just come on, how much more does the guy have to do? I, I don't know. I use the uh, relationship to uh, or the uh, reference to Tom Brady. It's the same thing. People are there now. Nah, Tom's number seven. It's still seven. Nah, it's, he's got to get eight. What is it with Lewis? What at what point? So it, it's, I don't know. Well, here's the thing, dude. And you don't probably disagree with me. So. I do not. This is yeah. probably the one thing we're gonna agree about. That's quite true. A bit. I do believe he is in the running and probably, probably is the best Formula One driver there ever was because yeah. of just all. Sure, there's all the success, but the success is very just. So if we talk about Michael Schumacher, who also has the seven championships and was the right. best driver previous to Lewis. A lot of his success is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial. His first championship, I'm pretty sure, he won because he was trying to pass Damon Hill, who was his main rival at the time, and kind of knocked him off into the wall, which allowed Schumacher to win his championship. Mm -hmm. And it's not the only time he's ever done that. He tried to do the same to Jacques Villeneuve in a race at, um, I can't think of the track, but there was a race where, uh, you know, Jacques actually made out better. But uh, they got together in a corner. Schumacher goes off into the gravel. His his plan to keep Jacques behind him didn't work, and he ended up beaching it. Yeah. Lost the race. Lost the championship. You can go all the way to 2006, which was his last year racing F1 before his first retirement. He goes out in Q3 in Monaco, right? He does a pole lap. He's first place in Q3, but Q3 is not over. On his cooldown lap, he, you know, stuffs it. You know, he doesn't really actually stuff it, but he, he gets nice and close to one of the walls in the last corner and, like, gets stuck, which then immediately makes everybody's qualifying lap, you know, invalid because they have to slow down for the yellow flags. Yeah. There's all sorts well, of stuff that the other drivers have done that, that, that's kind of, you know, shitty and, and controversial to win. You know what I mean? You don't have those 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 moments with Lewis Hamilton. No, he's as clean as it gets. Right. Literally right. as clean as it gets. There's no bullshit with him. No. It, yeah, people underestimate that. But I was going to say there's a lot of great drivers, athletes that have, um, you know, stretched the rules, cheated, or intimidated. Which they all do, um, I'm sure. Yes, but Lewis is about as squeaky clean as it comes. Even yeah. squeakier, cleanier than uh, Tom Brady. You know? Yeah. He deflated the footballs, and Lewis is what... Like everybody else, but yeah, I mean, a different subject. Well, Lewis is allowed to deflate his tires, so that's a different... <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just... Let's move on. If you're, if you're still... I don't know. If you're still one of those non-believers out there, then just get a clue. Right. Or, but Lewis Hamilton did not win the race last weekend. It was... No, it's... Uh, it's Supermax. Supermax. Yeah. And that race was over after turn one. I mean, he got Literally, the jump. Yep. He yep. got the jump. It was an incredible start. Yep. Absolutely incredible. And Max, correct me if I'm wrong, he started, uh, was it third? No, he Or was it second. Sergio started third? No, no, he did start third. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sergio started second. But starting third was actually to his benefit. Because right. if you look at the grid for the, the track, I mean, this is why certain, I don't know if that's what he intentionally did, but you know, you'll hear drivers be like, oh, no, you want to be in third versus second and vice versa. I think that's very difficult to say that they... That he planned that, but it was an amazing start in the wet. Yeah, it was. And he no. just had the run on him, and I thought it was clean. I thought it was fair. He left Lewis. This is where we'll get into this later, but listen, he left him the curbing. It wasn't, 
you know, Lewis kept it together pretty well going over those aggressive uh, yeah, sausage for, curbs. For, yeah, he kept so it together you don't think well. he gave him enough room? Here's the thing that's funny to me about Formula One versus other disciplines of motorsport. Like, no, I don't. It, it's so funny because I'm a big mm. Max fan. I'm a huge Max Verstappen fan. Yeah, I've, I've been watching Formula One for 10 years. For those first five to six, I didn't have a favorite driver. I just enjoyed the sport. And once Max came in and started doing his amazing performances, I all of a sudden had a favorite driver. So I'm a huge Max fan. But the thing is... He had to lie. There's, there's a lot... He had to lie, sure, but I, there's this weird thing in Formula One, and I, I don't see it in, in motorsport on this side of the Atlantic anyway, where that? it seems like if you have the corner halfway through the corner, then you have like this like entitlement to just have the racing line and just, this guy doesn't matter anymore, screw him. And... That's exactly what happened. That's open-wheel racing, though, when you think. No, it's not, dude. If you watch IndyCar, they don't do that. I know you don't. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. weird-looking windscreen. I can't do it. And then the front plow. No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So, that's what happened, right? So, Max is like, yeah, I'm already halfway beside you at the apex of the corner, so, like, you don't exist no more. Whatever. And just pushed him off off track into the, uh, you know, the turtles there. And then, but he didn't push him. Lewis could have could have stood back. There couldn't he? Been, there might have been a little bit of contact. Oh, there was. You're right. There was. Yeah, there I, did, I just watched contact, the recap. But, there was um, definitely contact. So, but that happened. Wait, real quick before you go for Was that what damaged his front wing, or was it the curves? I think it's the curves. Not the. Not because the if you watch the incident, he goes over those curves, and then you see those that. Are mon- yeah, the whole thing was. Yeah. Like a low rider for bouncing a, up and down. For an F1 car, yeah, it was a monstrous ride. But you don't see that little bit come off his wing until he's done with the curves. Yeah. And Max is already gone. Yeah. Um, so that that happens very often in Formula One. If you think to, I think it was last year or the year prior, where um, Verstappen was racing Leclerc. It must have been 2019, because there's no way Leclerc was doing well in 2020. Um, yeah, don't, don't you just think that's the nature of the, the sport? There's no, no fenders. You've you got open-wheel cars. You can't just drive over someone else's tire like you could in NASCAR. IMSA and whatever else. I mean, right, but they do it. That's the thing. I'm telling you, it's like they get halfway through a corner, and as long as one guy is ahead, halfway through the corner, then another guy, it's like treat that guy like he doesn't exist, and just because you're because it's a it's a, a gentleman's agreement that you yield. I guess is what I'm saying. Unless there's, but I don't. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to get to. I don't see that in other forms of racing. NASCAR, you don't see it only because there's spotters, and spotters are the ones True. who are trying to tell you when you're clear. Yeah, and there's not enough not. road course racing anyway, so. And there's not a lot of road right. course racing in NASCAR as it is. They're, they're putting more on there, which is cool, but not you know, yeah, nearly yeah. enough. Um, but right. I also, when you think about IndyCar, I don't think IndyCar has spotters like NASCAR would, and they race on road courses half the time. Yeah. I mean, they do have spotters. I just don't know how populated they are around a road course. You'll see IndyCar guys race way cleaner actually you know if, if they're halfway at the apex they still do like acknowledge this guy's existence and they won't just track and out. there is more passing as rick was saying yeah there there is yeah yeah there is more passing uh wait i got a comment on that real quick so the sure. funny thing is because we were chatting over race weekend yesterday about it yeah. practice weekend whatever the hell you want to call it and um i i my peon brain there's too much where formula one it's very easy to follow you're watching the passing, it's like a big event when there's a pass. And it's just yeah. it, it's just easier to follow. I just got to say that. It's, it's too much back and forth, and it just becomes, uh, I don't know. It's, sorry, didn't mean you want to side tangent there. But All right, so. <laughs> you 
And this is all just about Max. Max dominated that. that yes. It, Max, it was Max's race to lose after that point. Sure. Sure, he as, has, as it usually yeah. is at turn one in Formula One. That's, it's so that's funny. A, that is true. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Good point. When, you learn, when you're learning about racing, especially as like a carter or like anybody who does a driving class, they always tell you like, you know, the race is at <laughs> one in turn one. <laughs> but in Formula One. It is one. in Formula One. If you, get in, if, you, if you get in turn one, you set, you golden. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good but point. But that's, that's just because of how the cars are, you know, they can't follow yeah. the, the heavy arrow that they need to use. Um, but just to continue my point, like I was saying, Max Verstappen 2019 versus uh, Charles Leclerc in Austria did the exact same thing to pass for the lead late in the race where he just, you know, he got halfway beside Leclerc at the apex and just pretended he wasn't there, forced Leclerc off, but off the track. the thing. <clears throat> he wasn't off track, so that's considered on track. Through those curves. Even though know they're aggressive really? curves, that's on track, yeah. You can not you can, you can put two wheels on that. Absolutely. Two, but not four. You, you can have four now. Yes. Well, I don't know. We, we need to look at pictures yeah. to get the real... I have, uh, I've been a keyboard warrior over the weekend, let me tell you. You're As right. I waited in line to get into uh, to the event yesterday, I was yep. uh, you know fighting people and showing screenshots and this and that. And two, One of them was the Lewis case, the other was uh, Botas, which we'll get to later. Yes. Um, or we'll just jump right to it right now. Well, alright, so regardless, you understand what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. it. Seems I like guys in Formula One. Let me make one more example. Yeah. There is an example of uh, in Mexico with uh, Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso when he was still in the sport, you know, the first time before he retired. Um, I think Lewis had come into the pits, and that's why he was behind Alonso and the not-so-good McLaren at the time. And they go into turn one, and Lewis goes up the inside of Alonso, and it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm beside you. They go to the apex. Oh, you know, halfway ahead. And he just pushes them right off the track. Now, not off the track because there's, there's still asphalt out there a little bit, but past the white lines with all four wheels. And it's considered great racing because by the Formula if, One community. Here's the thing. If there's a wall there, then you need to respect that gap. Or the, uh, sure. The, you know, yeah, that you, know, you know what? That is... That is <laughs> if there's no karting. wall there? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how karting is. That's how it seems like, uh, you know, in my... Uh, my rental uh, experience. Oh, like rentals, maybe. Yeah, yeah. are you there? I don't care. And this is uh, what I'll forever miss is X1 Outdoors where some asshole thinks they're going to uh, do just that, do the Lewis to you. And little do they know, I'm going, I'm mowing the lawn, baby. I'm not stopping or slowing down. I'll, you want to push me off track? I'm going to come off track. And when I come back on, you better believe it. I'm going to be ahead of you and I'm going to punch you right off the track again. And that's, God, I miss that. Well, where else could you... You can't rent carts outdoors. Not with the bumpers on them, right? Wasn't that X1 Outdoors the only one that around here? In all of New England? Uh, the only I don't know I of any. think of is uh, if you go to Western Massachusetts, there's a place called Pioneer Valley Indoor Karting. No, but however, I'm talking outdoor. However, however, they do have garage doors that open to go like an outdoor spot to mm -hmm. do some more racing. So it's like half indoor, half yeah. outdoor, depending on... Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I really don't know in this Because area. in a cart, like in World Formula or Tag or whatever, a shifter, you're not going to just go mow the grass and come back on like, ah, I don't fucking care. Right. You're not. But yeah. with a rental cart, that's a piece of shit. You know, it's... You do it. Yeah. Yeah, so... so yes, anyway. Max, like you said, he dominated the race after getting into turn one, even though we had safety. Did you... You saw the part where... After the restart, yeah, you know, or actually right before the restart, he almost spun. Right? He almost spun, which is hilarious. He almost lost. That would have. Wait a second. It would have. Yes, it would have, because they were under caution. So if he had spun there, he would have lost those positions. 
I'm really surprised Leclerc didn't take didn't overtake him. That was the perfect opportunity. Because if you think about it, Sergio Perez got nailed. Remember? Yes. So yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I don't know if if the ruling is correct on this because there's a, did, what about Charles Leclerc formation lap yeah. spun out, but he was allowed to get those positions back. Why is it you can do that in the formation lap? Yeah. But yet in the race, under caution, if you spin out or whatever, and you lose positions, you take it back. No, ten second penalty. That makes no fucking sense. Yes, no. I'll explain it to you. Yeah, please. All right. So first of I all, disagree. That right. was Carlos Sainz, not Leclerc. Carlos Sainz is the one that spun out in the formation. Oh, okay. All right. One Ferrari's as good as another. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. The reason, the reason that Sainz could take his positions back is because the race has not started. It's the warm-up lap. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. So yeah. Being scored. I got gotcha. you. And but wait, what if he spun out and couldn't restart, or like he stalled it, or whatever? Then that's a whole different thing. Because I then if, it, he, it, if he did stall where he couldn't restart, he's got to start from pit lane. Right? It's probably a pit lane start at that point. Correct. Just like Perez in the first race. So, but do you think Perez was that? Because I really felt bad for him. Would you say that's all him? He's an idiot because he should have known better. Today he couldn't overtake those two spots. He lost. I'm sure he's talking to the team while it's happening. Like, oh, what do I do? And you no, know, they, I don't think so. It happened so quick because he didn't spin and stall. He just spun and yeah, went right well, back. Being really spin, just kind of like yeah, Whoa, right. Went off on the ground. And he just took the positions back. So wait, I did not know this. So let's just use Cardin. Okay. It's race one, May eighth. Yep. You're in a caution. Some guy in front of you spins out. You're allowed to pass him now. All right, this group, all right. Because I did not think you could do that. I didn't think you could ever overtake under a caution. That's just... No, you can't. So this is hilarious. It's probably yeah. going on, on another avenue here. One of my first World Formula races that I ever did, I was starting from pole, right? We go out to go do our warm-up lap, and I'm scrubbing tires. I go into the first corner, loop it right around, go into the grass. Everybody passes me, right? So I'm like, ah, I guess this is what I deserve. You know, I, got, I guess I'm going to start from last now. I can't start from first. And then I'm sitting back there. Everybody's looking back at me like this. And they're all like, no, come, come like this. You know, they're wait, all wait, like, hold on. Shit. So wait, th this was green flag? No, this was not even, this is formation lap going out. Okay. And I, I'd spun out because oh, I was Oh, well, it's I was formation lap, though, like you said again. Yeah. So they... Yeah, so I guess... All right, so maybe it doesn't quite apply, but it was just hilarious at the time because they were all like, yeah, come to the front again. You had the position. Oh, okay. And then I ended up like winning the race. What would, be the, what would have been the ruling, though? Let's say they didn't say that because I totally wouldn't have done that. You would have been like, F you. Uh, I don't know. It was X-Men Outdoors. They don't really have much rules. But Oh, you mean this was like a uh, bumper rental? No, no. This was World Formula. Oh, okay. This is World Formula, but it was like, it was my first season. Actually, I think what I'm talking about was like my first win or maybe second win ever. So wait, you ended up winning that race? I ended up, yeah. So it was all like, why'd you guys let me do that? I would have not probably won the I, race, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think in the heat of the moment, everyone uh, not becomes dumb, but you, you sometimes forget the rules of the, you know, the sport. And it's, it, Oh, yeah, it, like you said, it happens so fast. Yeah, I'm so fast. I mean, I, like, okay, I guess what I'm saying is with Sergio, I would have done the same thing. Fucking take the position back because right. here's why. In racing... You have to act as if, like in anything in life. So in other words, if you're just like, okay, I'm just, you know, I just point out, I'm going to give the position back. You're never going to get far. It's a race. So right. it's, you yeah, should right. leave it in the hands of the stewards to say, no, 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 you made a mistake. Rather than just assume, I made a mistake. I'm going to just, you know, fuddle in line here. No, don't do that. Take the initiative. So he did the right thing. End of story. He, he probably Sergio still did the right thing. He did. Correct. 
He still did, right. even though he got and penalized. To be honest, he spun did. later in the race anyway. By the way, so he's yeah. Kind of to be honest with you, dude, I've been watching Formula One for over ten years now. I think that's the first time I've seen that where somebody goes really? off. Yeah, where somebody goes off during a yellow flag, and then comes back on after losing positions. I really don't think I've seen that previously. So at the time, I didn't know it was a rule infraction either. Ah, it's it so awesome about so a rain crazy. race. So that Imola race would have been so boring if it was a, not a rain race, I think. I don't know. I, so I, I mean, it's just not the most... Yeah, you only have one overtaking yeah, spot. It really is turn one. But the right. DRS zone is so big that, I mean, you get close enough, you are... Sure. Didn't they extend it, too? They did extend it for this race, yeah. Yeah. Compared to last year. Which is, um, I mean, is a good move. It promotes overtaking. I like DRS, by the way. Just going to say that. You know what? I don't hate it. There's plenty of people to do. But I think with the current way that the cars are, and maybe, you know, come 2022 when they change the, the, the whole aero package. And keep them, uh, keep them uh, more than a second behind you. You don't have to worry about it. Sure, sure. You can argue that. But I, I think when the cars can follow each other again, which is what they're working on for next year's rules package. Yeah, with the ground effects and all. and everything. With the ground effects, less <clears throat> over-the-top aero, so yeah. they don't have to wash. I think we can get to a point You'll have better and dirty air, right? Yeah, hey, I think we can get to a point where DRS is not necessary, which a lot of the purists want to see. I think yeah, if I you know. saw a race where DRS isn't used with the current cars... You wouldn't have any action. I know that that probably pisses a lot of people off, but like, I don't think you would. No, I think you would have like three overtakes a race. You have to have DRS right now in the current state. Right, right, right. And it's it's you know it's it's not the sexiest thing to have DRS as the only way to overtake because it really is. I mean, can you think of another place that anybody passed each other during the race last weekend? No, no. It was only turn one where the DRS zone was. Where someone spun. Yeah. Yeah, or or, you know, bullshit happens, but. I mean, there was a time, I think it was last year, the year prior, at uh, Abu Dhabi, where DRS wasn't working. Like, like the FIA couldn't get it to work or whatever. Yeah, I and faintly remember were, that. People were like, this is great. You know, they actually had to work for the overtakes. We're like, which, like, some of the guys did. Some of the guys did. But, like... Hold on, though. This is the thing. Let's just... Well, we're on the topic of DRS. Sure. Uh, Bahrain. Yep. I believe that was where... Yeah, Lewis fended off Max. Yep. Under several DRS um, attempts. So you can do a couple, it. Yep. You can do it. No, he, oh, he did like awesome. three, four, three or four of them easily. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And once again, Wyatt Lewis is the best, but you can fend it off. Not easily. Uh, like a good example. Remember Lando? He could not fend it off. Remember Max overtook him? Because Lando was in second place. Which way? Imola. Sorry. Imola. In Imola. Okay. Yep. And Lewis just stormed up on him and yep. after the race... Lando's like, yeah, f- I don't have anything for him. You know what I mean? The guy's yeah. too fast. And he just blew right by him. Yeah. If that was Lewis to Lando, it wouldn't have been that easy. That's my point. It's DRS is not a okay. foregone conclusion that you got the spot. It just isn't. A, it's an not every it's time. No, but it is a massive help. Yeah, but uh, let's just. It's good. Well, all right. Now it it is time that we should talk about the one DRS pass that did not go well for either driver and Oh no, and. And that you know, is the all right. and, no, I'm sorry. The Valtteri Bottas and George Russell overtake that uh, did not work out for either driver, and we have a hundred percent different opinions. Okay. What, I, what are you doing? I what? happen to take. Well, this is our version of Jamie with the still shots. I took a still shot yeah. of um, video of Botas 
You just see a look at this. Now, this is just, it's the best I could do. It's very difficult. I would argue he moved even further to the right, which is evidence he left the guy no room and it was not necessary. This dry line, wet line, bullshit. Look at the track. It was dry enough. It's a straightaway. There's no need. Yeah, take a look. Alright, so I'm just look at I went to the extra efforts yeah. to actually prove my point. I, I understand. The detective work. I so understand. when you see that, what do you see? I see plenty of open asphalt for an F1 car to get by. I do. I understand. But you haven't seen impact yet. There was still movement going right. I caught dude. Yeah, I can I'm seeing about alright. Hang on. For those who are watching the video and those who are watch who are listening uh, just through audio. What I'm looking at right now is a picture of Valtteri and Russell, like moments before they crashed. And what it is, is you can see that Valtteri's right front tire is well over the pit exit lane where guys are coming out. Where theoretically, the whole point of that is, right, it's a, it's a, it's a width for a car. A car, whatever. It, it's, yes. I mean, yes. Is there a couple it's, inches on each side? Sure. But yeah. it's not... The whole point is, though, you, you, he didn't need to cross that. Crossing that line is is all the evidence I need to point blame. Now, I do agree with the stewards. It's a racing incident. I, I actually agree with that. Yeah. But in the, in the court of uh, outside of the track, I think um, George uh, Russell should have just punched him clear in the face, right in the nose. I, I'm a I, fan of Botox, but you know what? He's out of line here. He I, is. I really don't think so, dude. I really don't think. All right. To finish my conclusion on your, on your one picture here, I still see enough car for an F1 car to be right beside us. They're going 185 miles an hour. Do you really think that 200 miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And you can even see from the picture, he's already starting to turn to the left because he realizes that, oh my God, George is right there. Look at him. Look, look at the... There's no way. Uh, an F1 car doesn't have toe-in. Like so, that. no, you straight. can't see the wheel of uh, Valtteri, but you can no, see George's wheel is completely straight. Yeah. The guy, he pressed him. All it needed was a little bit of his tires to be in the grass, and that's all it took because it's wet. Um, and it's the fastest part of the track. Anyway, it just it didn't need to happen. The, the, the race didn't need to happen. If he did not cross that white line, no pro then I would say absolutely George's fault. But you have the damp line on the inside. No, no, no. There's room, though. He didn't need to move over. He moved beyond the dry line. Okay? You know how you can see, once again, further evidence? Yeah. You look at my screenshot, the right tire, the right front, and I'm sure the rear too as well, yeah. are in the wet line on the right-hand side of the track. So what I'm saying is he he took, look it, he went beyond the dry line and is in the wet on the right. Look it. You can Valtteri? see the wet. Yes, or, or look. Russell. Valtteri. You can see it. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Look at the right tire. See the dark pavement, light pavement. He's in the dark pavement. He moves from the dry line into the wet for no reason. He moves over. Why is, what is he doing over there? You know what? They look... should take that freaking million dollar mistake right out of his budget. Right out of his pocket. It was a million. It was a million euros, which is like probably a, two, yeah, a million, you know, million two hundred fifty thousand yeah. or something like that. Right. I do see what you're looking at. It does look actually darker. Where yeah, I'm darker. right. I'm always uh, right. I'm just kidding. I'm always right. <laughs> I am on this podcast. No, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, it's. I don't know. It still looks dry to me. You know what we should do is post it up on Reddit on the iRacing community. Who's at fault? You know? Yeah. Or make our own Formula Hooligan community and then the 15 people who listen to this can vote. actually vote. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be in that minority there, so we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, they took themselves out. Well, let me explain why I think Russell is at fault. Yeah. All right? 
Alright, from already what I've said, what I, from what I can see, it still looks like it is dry to me on the right side there. He went for it anyway. He wouldn't go for it if he thought it was damp. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't go for it on the outside if he thought it was still damp. And there's still plenty of room, even with his right front tire cross, you know, Bowser, the right front tire, crossing into the pit exit. There's still, still enough You room. don't get it. George was being the gentleman, moving as far right as possible to not touch Valtteri. He just, if he just gave him the space, they would have both been fine. That's my Wait, point. Both, the I event could have been avoided. Charlie, I understand. In other words, George, here's the point though. George Russell, he didn't cause that crash. Yes, he did. That's, that's <laughs> no, my whole that's point. No, that's the thing. Ah. Uh, Man, I know. I understand never that's gonna, your whole point. Of we're never going to. It's it's not even a. Yeah, it's just it just the accident didn't need to occur. And uh, here's the way I see. How it. about this then? I'm just disappointed that George went and, and apologized. Stick to your guns. Whose fault it is or I not? Know, whose there, fault? there are people who say that. I understand. Don't be a goddamn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, can I? Let me elaborate. All right. I didn't see any reason for George to go into the grass. That's the thing. If he's just stayed on the gray stuff, he would have been fine. Because you see, I think it caught Valtteri by surprise. I don't know what you can see in the mirrors of an F1 car. I'm assuming it's instinct. Good he knows he's got DRS. Sure, and I'm sure. I'm sure your team is in there telling you. Like, but he, oh, he right, just he's, he's an experienced driver. He knew what was going on. He was in an attempt to block him because no, he's a competitor. Let's be real. George threatens Valtteri. Same way Vettel yeah, and Leclerc. Yeah, career. Yeah. Yes. If yeah. it would have been any other driver, I don't think uh, Botas would have done that. That was 100% uh, situational. Okay? It's, yeah, it's situational. If that was Daniel Ricciardo coming up on him, I think he wouldn't have done that. But there's like, all right, so the thing is, is like, I don't, when you say like he wouldn't have done that, I don't know what you mean by that. Because to me, dude, it doesn't, like George claims that like, oh, he jerked to the right. No, he didn't. He, like, listed lazily to the right, like, uh, like that. Like, just kind of like, uh, kind of like, you know, just kind of move. Yeah, right he there. squeezed him on the fastest part of the track in a wet race. But yeah. it wasn't like a jerk, like, oh, screw you. It was like, it was kind of But here's like, what oh, I'm saying. Shit, what is. benefit did that serve? In other words, if it wasn't going to cause a wreck, what was he going to do? It was going to end in a wreck no matter what. No, what it I'm wasn't. Saying, that's my whole point, dude. The whole point of me, of my argument then wait, is... Hold on. If he gave him the room and he knew that George was going to pass him because he had DRS or he was at least going to go for the pass, yeah. then why even squeeze him that much? That's my point. He didn't. That's but then why move over to the right? Why move over? That's what I'm trying to say. Why because, move over? All right. See what yes, I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. He, why he move, move over? Move over to prevent him from even thinking about it. That's the thing. He could, but, he could tell what Russell... Mean? What do you mean? By moving over a little bit like that. You could tell Russell behind you, like, oh, I'm not going to try that no more. And you know what I mean? But that's bullshit. That's not racing. That, that's, that is, oh, man, I can't stand people that drive like that. Where it's like, <laughs> um, I'm going to get past so I'm just going to, uh, oh, God, I, I don't want to name names, but uh, you, let's see if you can think of who I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to take up the whole track and just kind of, like, you know, make a big moving roadblock here. I mean, you, you got one name in my head. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Oh, shit. Dude. We'll let the people on the uh, listening try yes. to figure out who Please, that might if be. you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> I, know, I know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, they don't let you comment, but uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please, I would love to hear any of you to comment on the entire Valtteri Botas, George Russell situation. Let me know what you think, because obviously we're not going to agree. Now, let's move on. Yeah. Um, but we'll let the, uh, the comments section go ahead and decide and see what they think. 
for what it's worth, any non-racer person that I've shown to that video always thinks that Russell's at fault. However, that's that's maybe not the best example. So yeah, I have a question. I mean, you're a racer, obviously. Yes. And a winner at that. Yeah. Um, you put. I always put myself in the shoes of the driver. I don't know how to word this actually. Like I don't want to say the underdog, but like the guy that is at fault. I try to put my myself in their shoes rather okay. than the other way around. No, because I try to I try I to play devil's advocate and figure. Okay, well, if people are indicating that's his fault, and I do this with everything in life, I'm always thinking from their perspective, whoa, 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 let's, let's put yourself in his shoes for a second. I put myself in George's shoes, and I see he did nothing wrong. But, anyway, it's about... Alright, let's, let's... Yeah, I don't, we'll, uh, we'll leave it to the, uh, the jury, the judge, the executioner, as the uh, 48 or so fans, um, a.k.a. people that uh, care enough to comment. Yes, yes. Leave, um, leave comments and let us yeah, know what I mean, you guys think. Just commenting on the race in general, I'm trying to remember now. I mean, uh, so Sergio kind of started... Uh, didn't have a good started, day. No, he didn't have a good day because he had the 10-second penalty. started up towards the top. But you know what's sneakily happening here? <clears throat> it's Ferrari. It's like, um, you know, no, at least I'm not thinking of or talking about, but you look at they had 4-5, right? I think they finished 4-5. Yeah. So thing, especially in Italy, their, yeah. their home country. So you're going to have a really good, we're going to have a really good battle for number one this year, I think, between Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah. And I think we're going to have a really good battle for number two uh, with McLaren. Well, I think or we're number three, three sorry. Three. For number yeah, three, top. McLaren and um, Ferrari. McLaren, so that's, I think you can <clears throat> honestly, I know AlphaTauri didn't have a good race last year, <clears throat> but I think AlphaTauri might be in the running for three. If they can keep their cars on track. Like, Sonoda, I don't think he's a bad driver. Pierre Gasly has definitely shown himself to be a good driver. That car is decent, dude. It could actually do some damage. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't see it as a, as a real threat, but sure. It's entertaining. It <clears throat> I'll give you credit for that because it is always, like, the Red Bull B team. And what would the Red Bull B team be doing yeah, it's not. in third place? <clears throat> Let's be I real. Understand. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Ferrari doesn't look like the shit they were last year, which is, which is cool to see. And you can see with the other Ferrari-powered teams, because that was the big problem with last year, was the Ferrari engine was shit. But you can see Alfa Romeo was actually doing <coughs> all right during this this you know this weekend's race. Um, it's unfortunate that Kimi got a penalty, and that's why he didn't finish in the points. Did, did you see anything about that? He finished ninth. He finished no, ninth I, I didn't even really notice, no, to be honest with you. It just seemed penalty, like... Um, it was something to do with uh, the whole restart after the race. Hmm. Uh, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't I see it. I mean, it seemed like the back markers were the usual. Williams, Haas just had a fucking terrible day. Mick had a terrible day. Uh, yeah. Mess, I mean, all of them. Haas. Um, and Haas Yuki, the new guy there, he ended up... What He spun, didn't he? He spun on the restart. Yeah. He spun on the restart. Uh, he's know. been doing great. I felt bad. Yeah. Uh, but whatever it is, what it is. You know what's been underwhelming, though, is Aston Martin. I mean, they're the team from Fort Racing Point that had the Mercedes car and all that scandal, and they were looking very well placed this year. Yeah, they've been. Mm, it's kind of. It's not looking good. Well, is it? once again, Lance is doing better than Sebastian. It's so depressing. Yeah, Vettel is just full of mistakes. The guy, what did he do? He drove on the scales or something, and ended up having to like. He's had incurred some penalty, and then he had to start in the back again. What well, is the guy doing? Here's, here's what happened. So yeah. both. Aston Martin cars, their brakes caught on fire during like the formation lap <clears throat> or during the warm ups. You know how they go out for warm ups before they come to the formation lap? Yeah. Both their brakes caught on fire. That. So they had to repair 
and figure out that problem before they go out for the formation lap. Yeah, yeah. They figured out Lance's car before they figured out Sebastian's. And this is a new rule that I didn't know existed before last weekend. Apparently, you have to have the race tires that you're going to be racing on, on the car, ready to go, within five minutes of the formation lap. That's the rule. So that's the penalty, okay. That's the and rule. And that resulted in a grid penalty. No, no, no. It resulted in a 10-second penalty. <laughs> Excuse me. Resulted in a 10-second penalty. Okay. The really shitty thing about the whole situation is they didn't throw that penalty until well into the race. So I think Sebastian still had to start from the pit lane, from what I remember. Um, so, you know, they, they're going about racing, doing their thing. He comes into the pits, does a regular pit stop. On pit exit, that's when they tell him, oh, by the way, you got a 10-second penalty. Awful. Yeah. Dude, because if they told him previously that you had a 10-second penalty... He could have come into the pits and just right. served it when he was happy. No, he has to come back in again. But wait, what dictates when you can... Or do you have always have the choice? What dictates whether you can come in and serve... I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. I feel like... Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what I'm, what I'm actually in, uh, thinking of here. But when you pull in, if you take a... Can you take like a 10-second penalty while you're sitting in the pits? Or like, is it... That's pretty much how it's always done, I right? Think. You would drive in... Wait 10 seconds. They can't, the mechanics can't touch the car. Yeah. And then they would proceed with all their... Well, yeah. Did you see... Uh, so Sergio got his penalty, right? For right, right. Guys and then he had to come in. So, oh, no. I know what I was going to say. Sorry. So what I was going to say is... Because Lewis has asked this before. Like, what dictates, though, whether you can just add the 10 seconds on at the end of the race yep. versus an actual true stop and go? Right. So I think if you come into the pits, I think you're required to take that penalty time. I don't think you have the option of just being like, no. Add it on the end. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll add it at the end of the, end of the race. Because um, it makes a huge difference. Right. Honestly. And I've never seen it done. I've never seen it where somebody gets a penalty, they come into the pits, just do a regular pit stop, keep going, and then they take the time penalty at the end. I think or you have X amount of laps, I think. Well, you have X amount of I don't think you have laps. to do it right on that pit, but you have X amount of laps before you need to... Well, um, you have to you have X amount of laps to come in and serve the penalty. Right. But I think when you come into the pits and you do have a penalty, you have to serve it during the pit stop. Mm. I think. I don't think you're able to just let, take a regular pit stop and add it at the end like we were saying. Sergio was the best example of this because he had his penalty for overtaking guys over the yellow flag. He comes into the pits later on in the race for a regular you know, pit stop, whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Now... Did you see early in the race where he was saying the steering wheel was moving by itself? Yeah, yeah. What was that all about? I, I really don't know. But you notice when he, when he came into the pits... They changed the, wheels. They changed wheels. But you'll see Sergio comes into the pits. He took the wheel off and he's holding it like this, right? Because he's serving his 10-second penalty. The mechanic... Can't touch it. Can't touch the wheel until 10 seconds is up. I think him as the driver was allowed to take the wheel off because he's just a driver. So he took the wheel off. Had it right there with somebody else's hand uh, ready to go. Well, of course, he can touch whatever he wants. Yeah. Right. The 10 seconds left is art. And they took the new one, put it on, and then they came on with the rest you know, of the I don't... It's weird. You always hear the drivers talk about what weird sensation is driving him with the power steering, power assist. And it's like... It doesn't give that uh, resistance that you would expect going at those speeds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wonder why they even add that... that added, why, why, do, why do you even have power steering them? Because it's way easier. Way yeah, but you're not. It sounds break. like the drivers. Dude, imagine Hamilton going over those those turtle shells without power steering. You'd break your f***ing wrists. It would yeah. Just be like, oh God. What about IndyCar? Is that the same deal? They don't. Which is crazy. 
crazy to me that like a top of the line, you know. Uh, yeah, but wait, this doesn't make any sense to me. They do oval racing, 220 plus miles an hour. Yeah. No power steering, but no. you're gonna tell me Lewis needs power steering to go over all some right, bumps. All right, yeah, yeah. Come on, you, you kind of. Have a I think they should not have power steering. I don't understand. I don't understand why they have it. I, I don't. Your your reasoning doesn't make sense if Indy because IndyCar would have it. See what I'm saying? Uh, maybe. I mean, right? It just doesn't. But you do have to consider Formula One is always at the edge of technology, and if something like yeah. that doesn't have something as simple as power steering, which is not new technology, I don't know why anyone these no race car should have power steering. Which it leads me to like, what about a GT3 GT? Do they have a power steering? Yeah. Why? Be dude. But you don't GT need it once the car's moving. The GT3 is designed for professional drivers. But gentlemen also, drivers, yeah. But also 50% yeah. gentlemen drivers. Fat, overweight, rich guys. Exactly. They want to get out there. Yeah, they're not. The car drives itself, yeah. yeah. They got yeah. traction control, like 12-way, yeah. double-stage traction control. Right. Well, let's just talk about that for a second. It's like bad enough to have traction control one way. Now you, so you have it on slip, like uh, during mid Corner, but then you also have traction control off the line. It's like you've got two-stage traction control, ABS, mm -hmm. except GTE, obviously. It's like, what the hell? That's one thing I do Cause like cause with Indy and Formula One. You the gentleman drivers, dude. You know, uh, instead of that guy who's a CEO. Well, I'll business. tell you what. When I get in my sim rig, I turn all that shit off. <laughs> Real men drive with no traction control. If you need traction control, you don't belong out there. It's bullshit. No, dude, you, you can't say that because traction control in race cars works. That's, That's the, the point, but it should be all driver. But the my my point. I know whoever utilizes it best. No, no, it's not utilization. It's my point is that the traction control in a modern GT3 car is better, faster, and will provide more grip than a human can do. No, I, I yeah, I get that. And racing is about cutting edge. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah, and um, thankfully, thankfully, it doesn't exist in Formula One. Neither does ABS, and I quite like that. This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane. Wait, wait, now Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do you live under a rock, Charles? Well, I know you can grill with it. Uh-huh. But can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. Well, what about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you right. Okay, okay, so who would I talk to if I want propane in my house? Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. Oh, yeah, I like I that, too. That so place let's place let's place. roll into yesterday. Um, my yes, first time back in a go-kart after, yes. like, a year and a half. Yes. Holy yes. F I'm still so sore. You know, <laughs> if we were doing this show standing up, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, yeah, so um, I found out a few things. I put on 25 pounds during COVID. Oh, man. Might not be able to see it, but it's all here. Um, it's all muscle, right? That's what yeah, yeah, it's all okay. muscle. Not my dick got bigger. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what it, that's what it felt like it took to get out there again. You know what I mean? I was just, like gonna piss my pants. I know you were like James Hunt. You were vomiting. I, I was so nervous. You were so yeah. nervous. Holy shit! Because so that was only my second time. I don't know if you realize second time in a world formula. That's it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. In uh, what what I just commented to you, it's like riding a bike. Um, which I started doing again too, which is uh, dangerous, but, uh, it's like riding a bike in that you get that muscle memory back and just, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Like 
I was on a cloud. I still am right now. Cool. Like, goddamn, world formulas, they have the perfect amount of power and everything, because we were just talking about this off air. You don't over, you're not going to spin out on power. If they have nah. just the right amount of power. Uh, it's perfect. It's a momentum car. Uh, we've used the analogy about a Miata, sort of the same deal. You know, braking, yeah, you can spin it, loop it, braking, yeah. sure. Because yeah. yeah. the braking power is so incredible, but that's what I love. So each session, I kept getting faster. I mean, a lot of that. I could drop like half to a full second every session. It was nice. what, five, four or five? I think we had five. I think we had five, yeah. 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 Uh, solid day. But it was always the braking, where I just kept braking later and later and later, and then realizing not only braking later, but the shit grips. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it would yeah. be understeer. So, like, let's use the back straight. That was the main turn, the biggest breaking point. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest. Everybody time, yeah. was slowing and braking like like they were grandma out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was the biggest area where you realize the G-forces. Like, my, my sides are hurting still. Um, that turn, that right-hander was awesome. Yes. You could really feel the Gs there uh, of all the turns. And you could break so late. And as long as you're not on the throttle, because what I noticed if you brake late and try to throttle too early, you'll understeer. You'll miss that, uh, oh, yeah. the chicane there, or the whatever you want to call it. And yeah. uh, But if you don't do that, and you just brake hard, turn hard, don't touch the gas, and just screw right through. And then the second you're straight, and you know make a straight line out of that, you're yeah. on the throttle again. And then that right-hander, the final right-hander before you get to the tight section there. Yep. It's just full throttle through there too. Again, yeah, and you're, yeah. and that's another area where you feel the G's. Like I, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm hurting. I feel like a freaking baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you get, you know, right to the um, that hard braking. Not even hard. That's the other thing too. Is like you were saying, you're never really hard on the brakes. You don't need to be. It's just a quick break, and then you know you're into that left hander, quick left right, and on the straight again. You're friggin' on the on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to hate the track. I have shit on Canaan. The, the time I went up there and helped you out, I was like, this track stupid. <laughs> it's a car track. Like, what are we doing? It's boring. It's big. Yeah. yeah. The bigness of it is what's great. Well, it so we were doing the half yes. track. You know what I mean? Oh, the half track was awesome. I got to admit, yeah, I've never driven the full track. Uh, but from what I've heard, it's fun. You know, you draft a little bit. Who knows? I've never done it. Yeah. Hopefully will. Yeah. Um, but this set setup was awesome. Yeah, I, I thought it. it was awesome. I do like it quite a bit. Um, it was uh, awesome because some curbing, uh, I don't even want to call curbing, some of the um, painted sections you could run over. Others are death. So I found out yeah. the hard way. Turn one. Um, turn in a little too early. You don't want to do that there. No. I clipped that inside curb, and man, that not only hurt me, but the car was like, F*** you! And, uh, it almost, and I almost lost it. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Um, but everywhere else, like turn two was awesome. I've already told you turn two and really I call it turn three. Yeah. Back uh, section there. Yeah, the left and right. You could tell, call it turn three and four. Yep. That area is just awesome. It is really cool. It is just real quick for those who were basically not there yesterday. We had a practice session to kind of open our season for the year for the NHKA yesterday up in Canaan, New Hampshire at Canaan Motorsports Club. Uh, like Charlie said, first time that he's been in a car for over a year and a half because there has been no rental racing. Yeah, I mean, there's been COVID excuses and everything else. Right. I think valid reasons. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so yesterday was our first time to get on track with uh, outdoor carts once again for the year. Ah, that was the first time in a while. 
I also had my uh, yes. You had your well, not your not first first go, but one of my earliest yeah. goes in a road tax because that is what I am stepping up to this year. I did the world formula thing for four and a half years. That's why I'm stepping into uh, world formulas. Right Just, now, that the champ stepped out, I'm like, all right, well, that drops. Uh, that adds a position, you know, right? <laughs> that I can pick up maybe. All right, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say I won't come back? You know? <laughs> um. But yeah, so we both had a great day yesterday with Charlie trying out World Formula for one of his earliest times as yeah, well. Yeah, shout out to DRT. Yes, shout out to DRT for... Thing was set up perfect. Yep, yeah, I'm doing a good I job giving him the uh, the rental to go out there and have some fun with the World Formula. Yeah. Potentially, you know, join us. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, thinking about that. Definitely. You're thinking about that. I am. Yeah, I you're already, that. you're already, your conclusion I'm is, always, I overthink everything. Yes, you do. It's the way I do it, but. Your conclusion um, is you're going to do it. That's, that's. I it. mean, my conclusion is after yesterday, I was like, it's just, on, the, the fun per dollar, yeah. people don't realize it, because I actually forgot. I really did. Remember, I was like, uh, you know, we always talk about Sam and his um, endeavor going on, actually, I think this weekend. I think he's racing his Acura. I was like, I was like, God, I want to race a car. I want to get into that. This, yeah. Or I want to buy a track car that I can do both. Or I was going to buy a Porsche. I was going to do all this crazy shit. The, the dollars per smile or smiles per dollar in a cart with it's a world formula tag shifter, it, it, I don't think it can be beat. I mean, it's outside of if yeah. you're in an LMP or a... Uh, um, no, because um, then your dollars go way up and then your ratio yeah. sucks. Uh, in comparison yeah. to cars. Yeah, that's right. Fun. You're right. You need to be rich. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's my point. Yeah, it's... It just is incredible. Yeah. It really is. Because you're going time. fast enough and you're in a cart where I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've driven, how fast you've gone on the road. Oh, I have a, a ZL1 Camaro. I can 185 on the highway. Yeah, yeah go yeah, 65 yeah. to 85, whatever the hell you were doing in the, in the, t- in the tag. It doesn't, it doesn't compare. No. It just doesn't. Because no. you feel everything. That's what's yeah. so cool. You feel the G-force. It's not like you're in a Recaro seat strapped in with a whole can around you and right. the harnesses and the roll cage. You're just out there. And, and also, I love seeing rocks pelt me off the face. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what you can with the Yeah, helmet. well, I mean, yeah. I, I still don't, I would probably dodge my head a bit if there was like a, um, I don't know, a tire or you know, anything like that. But uh, it's awesome. It is. God damn. It is. It's, it's it was, the purest I'm still like in it's this Nirvana. Now. Because it's it's been over years, I've even driven anything, but it's just right. like nothing else. Uh, you know, if anybody out there's thinking about karting or whatever, you got to find a way to do it yeah. because it's you know people I think go out and they do those supercar experiences where you drive a Lamborghini those for like dumb. an hour. It those is dumb, dumb, but it's not only that. It's it's awesome. It's cool, right? It's, it is good, but you're so. not. No, no, it is, but you're not. It's nowhere near a, a, a go kart. No, no, it's not. And this is, and I, we always talk about we're like people that aren't race fans or a girl or whatever. Or a uh, girl I, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I try to tell, no, because women, you know, so I'm like, hey, I'm going go karting. Like, oh, that's cute, honey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm no, going to no, be no, supportive. No. That's yeah. cool. All right. They have no idea. You got to get them out in one. And then, the, the, first of all, they're going to they're gonna pee their pants. And uh, I think a little bit, uh, they're going to get a, uh, so I can't help but think of that song. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about it, but... Uh, I mean, we can. Yeah. Look up, uh, there's a lovely little song. It's R-rated for those uh, younger listeners. Maybe you do or... It's a Montreal special of ours. Every time we drive up, we yes. gotta listen to... There's uh, a song called Go-Kart Racing by... Uh, what do they call themselves? I don't even know. 
It's like Garfunkel and Oates. It's a, it's a duo. It's two girls that uh, that play music together. It's it's comedy music. You'll be able to find it pretty easily. Just look up go kart racing. I think it's Gar Garfunkel. And do you know Oates. the beat? Can you do Gar the beat? Garfunkel and Oates. That's the name of the group. Okay. Go kart racing. Look up that song. If you have children, it's a fun one. Cover up their ears, but you'll know what he's talking about. Yeah. Regardless. Anyway. Yeah. No. Regardless, it's just. Um, the visceral experience of carding yeah. is, um, yeah, I don't know. It's incredible, dude. I mean, I had it yesterday with the... Uh... I, I, yeah, it sounds so stupid, right? I literally, I just... So I was telling everyone yesterday, I had a... I was, like, giggling underneath there. Like, it's yeah, just, like... Yeah, a few times. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, yeah. every time... I don't know how you could have a... If you're having, like, a bad day or a bad week or a bad year, like, the you know, the rest of us, like, goddamn, just get out there. And also, I heard uh, from Mike in the beginning... That was the most people they've ever had an opening day. Yeah, the that's NH huge. The NHKA is growing. I hope that means we're gonna have uh, not just you know more drivers and this and that. I hope uh, more more tracks or maybe less tracks going away, stuff well, like that. Do, you know, we do have a slight bit of hope with um, Club Motorsport. Oh, up in yep. very north. Which right. you got to drive. Well, so they have a go kart track, right? Mm -hmm. And it's fun to go out and test there. It's a little bitty track. It's not even a mile long. The problem is, it's so tight that I think racing there would be miserable. I don't think you can pass. I don't think it would be happening. There is land that they're looking to buy, potentially in the future, to extend the go-kart track. Okay. Where now maybe an actual race could happen. You oh, man, yeah. You have space to make a race happen. You haven't been. The way it works right now is like the go-kart track is at the bottom of a hill within Club Motorsport. And... You can't really have, like, a full grid down there right now. It's so small that, like, the 10 people who show up per day fill up the grid anyway. So if you had, like, 130 entries like we basically had yesterday for the practice day, that'd be miserable. I really don't know how you would fit all those people yeah. down to the grid. Now, there is the parking lot at the top of the hill from the track that maybe you can collect everybody. And then when you're, you know, it's time for you to grid, you just kind of funnel down the hill to go to the track. Speaking of the grid, what do they cap the races at? Since I've never actually done there a world no cap. So like a world there formula, there could people. be 30 people in the field. It could be 50. There's been as much, when I'm racing, There's I think there's been as much as like 33 guys. Okay. It's incredible. Is that, so how, if you're in the front pack, yeah. how often are you lapping? Not very often. Oh, really? Uh, okay. That's to, good. To be, to be honest with you. I mean, that's, that's Because the that's races good. are short. They're only 10, 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, which is... Why? Why that short? No, seriously. So many so many engine classes got to get out there and get their races. You know what I mean? So then, they, wait a second. Is this race? a little bit like Formula One where the race is won on the first turn then? No. No, really? no, 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 no. Only for because 15 minutes. There's no arrow in go-karts. You can follow each other. So if you get up to... If you are in first place and second place is catching you, he'll get around you. It's not like you get within a second and all of a sudden, oh, I can't do it no more. No, you can keep going up. And yeah, but it takes like that. five laps to really get full temp and full everything, blah, blah, blah. So you're saying... No, it doesn't. I, I, it I'm takes, exaggerating, I'm exaggerating. It takes like three quarters of a lap to get up to temp, dude. I know, I know. But, that's a little... So wait, what, yeah, what is a race weekend? So like, we got May 8th coming, so how do they do it? Is there mini races with it in that, and how do they... How's it, so I don't even know. The way a regular NHKA event yeah. works, um, usually you'll have a member's practice first. A member's practice means anybody who is an NHKA member can go out. They don't do it by engine class. All the people go out. So shifters, 206, everything in between go out at the same, same time. time. 
that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I wouldn't do it, but... Not if it was, yeah. But the, the idea with that practice is, and Mike makes a point of it, at the, who, you know, Mike Kamara... Right, just to see if your shit's running? <laughs> right. He makes a point that, that just, you know, this NHKA-only members practice is just to go out there and get familiar with the track. You're not going out there doing 10 tenths. You're doing basically, like, 6 to 7 tenths. Keep it at that. It's like walking the track. Yeah, but that's... At, but you're too fast and lazy to walk it, yeah. No, I mean, you're feeling it with the tires and rubber, not your, you know, the rubber. Right, you want to know, like, shoes. where you can touch, where you can't, maybe, stuff sure. like that. Sure, so if, you, if you're if you in a shifter and you come up to a 206, don't be an ass and just, like, die body. That's the whole point. Then, once that practice is over, the rotation starts. There's two practices, usually. So a practice one and a practice two. Okay. Usually about five to eight minutes each. You don't get much time. Okay. Qualifying is after the two practices, and qualifying What's is usually... What's the format for that? Qualifying is usually very short. It's usually like five minutes. So, so it's timed. It's not laps. It's just it's timed. timed. yep. And your so fastest lap is what you get. Correct, and usually... So how do you build the gap to get a fast time during qualifying? I'm like asking Alex thing. for tips here's, here, but yes, I'm, trying to sneak, I'm trying to sneak it in as like, just tell us about here's how the, the race works. Here's the thing about the World Formula class in particular, because I've raced with those guys for so long. There's so many guys that go out into qualifying and treat it like it's a race. Like they race Yeah, in they packs. did that in, in X1 too, yeah. Yeah, they race in packs and like they try passing each other and it never makes sense to me. You know what I do when I go out for qualifying? Yeah, I'm like this. I'm back. Like, yeah, you can pass me, you can pass me. All right, I'll give a second and a half to two second gap to you guys. We're at the line. Okay, now I can start going So, fast. all right, but that's what I was doing yesterday during practice. It took me a few to realize I just started in the back. I yeah, like less people. I'm like, I can't get my helmet on. That's actually it. Yeah. True, I couldn't, but <laughs> I, I, that's how I, I realized, though, that starting in the back was better. Sure. Like, what's the point? I don't know. This, I think people just, I think what happens is people go out there. And I think it's just start, gang mentality, the adrenaline. Right, it's right? the adrenaline yeah, they, you're they just see amped. red. They're like, oh my god, I'm on track. Or I'm see red? Track. What do you mean red? You know what I mean. They just kind of like, oh my god, uh, they can't think about anything. I was thinking Chevelle. Ah, actually, yeah, never mind. Chevelle? Red? See the red? No, no. Oh, the band Chevelle. Chevelle, yeah, the band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're Um But yeah, I think guys I can't just sing, so that's why guys, you're... guys just go out there, and they're all of a sudden they just they can't think anymore. They're just like, oh, racing, and they gotta pass people, and, and they can't help themselves. Rather, the best thing to do is like go out there, find that second to second, you know, to two second gap to the guy ahead of you to do a fast lap. Yeah. And that's, dude, I've had a that's, lot of success that way. But you must have, like, it's, hey, it's you, know, you guys, if you guys want to race on a four, in a pack of four during qualifying, all right, go ahead. And then I let them do their thing. I let them get like a two second gap. And then I would, when yeah. you come to the line, then it's like, okay, now it's time to actually go fast because that's what matters. I, I don't understand why people race during qualifying. But if everyone did what you did, it would be the same problem. You see that, right? You do understand that, right? If everyone no, just, I think we could all be spaced out nice and even, like 20 of us. Yeah, but even in, no, not if you got 33 freaking carts. All right, when you get... Dude, it happened in even Formula One. What was that? Wasn't it Imola last year? All right. No, no, it was Monza. Remember that? The whole parking lot situation? Hey, guys, what's going on? But the problem with Monza is that you're going so fast that arrow really matters. So if you can draft... You want it, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And that's where usually you get that hero The same could be said for karting, but only at the bigger wide tracks. Like, Kane and full track... With a World Formula or a Rotax, maybe you could make up some time drafting another guy ahead of you for a better qualifying lap. But I really think even the whole then, notion of drafting in karting is kind of cringy to me. I don't why? know. Why? 
Because I, I don't like nasty. I don't want to draft. I don't know. I, but I've never done it. Maybe I'll change my tune. I don't know. If it's just you, to me. If you so. ever do a Canaan full race, you will be drafting. Sure. Of you course, you have no you choice. You didn't notice it yesterday? Did you follow anybody and notice that the air is not hitting you anymore? It's very noticeable. There was nobody near me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no. just, just so quick. That just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's no one ahead of me, no one behind me. It's just, you know. No, really, I, I, it wasn't for any of those. Oh, no, that's not true. One of the sessions, I was following someone. Um, don't know who it is because I just wasn't paying attention to that. Um, I didn't notice it, no. But, really? No, I didn't, but I, I think it's because there was so much oh, else going on. If you come racing with us in two weeks. But maybe that was when I did my best time. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I just was trying to have a nice, clean day. Yeah. And get, improve. Right, so I don't. I didn't pick up on that, but I obviously I agree. I mean, if you're behind somebody, you don't have the air blasting you. You're going to be faster. Same reason when I'm on the straight, I'm like, <laughs> actually no. So the the cart setup I had um, actually ended up really liking it. Um, it was like oh, way back, and uh, I, I felt like I was on a couch at first. I, I wasn't used to it. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. I did. Did the seat fit you? No, it was too big. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I'd accept it. I, I, I'm not joking with you. Everything felt perfect. Yeah. Um, it was a little. It was a little big. I'd snug it up, but no, the laid back approach. Um, I liked it because I felt slipperier. And when I got the seat, like you know, sometimes you're kind of like, trying to like get nice, good posture. Yeah. In this one, it was so comfortable. I was laid back and just kind of like, oh, that's good, just like this. My legs were fully extended, and I wasn't, but I wasn't straining my ankles. Dude, it was perfect. Oh. That's good. I, I yeah. did not have the same experience because I I still don't have my go-kart, which is unfortunate. I think it's just COVID, you know, screwing with shipping. And By I, the way, I think we're not good friends. We should have we should have foreseen this and told you, like, dude, you really want to order something right now from Italy where, like, pandemic has hit them worse than anybody? There's the, yeah, the average population over there. They're, like, 85 years old. I don't know how that is, that way, but... <laughs> no, really. Isn't that what they said? They said, like, their average population over there is, like, 75. I don't know about the average population. I don't know. Really, but, and they uh, smoke a lot and everything else. They smoke a lot. They drink a lot of alcohol, wine, and whatnot. But also, the reason they're, they're having a problem is usually... They have three generations worth and a family living in the same house together. Yeah, and it's, so it's the, very so close when, quarters. Yeah. So when the young people would get sick and probably live, yeah. well, they would still pass it on That's to the true. elders and they would not have a good Well, time yeah, it's, and isn't that interesting that in, in those countries where people are more together and more family-oriented that it hurts them the most? It's kind of sad. Where in America, it's pretty much like, hey, you know, the empty nesters, people move out, we spread out, we like to go on our own, and it impacts less. So it's... It's interesting, anyway. Yes, um, a little bit off topic, but yeah, but uh, no, I mean, um, no, you were you were saying about with uh, with your cart, you started yeah, so the so way it felt. Regardless, I do not have my own cart yet. I had to rent from um, from Brad Danoff yesterday, and uh, we actually had a pretty good day. So I had to. I did grab... watch a little bit of it, by the way. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, I did have to bring two of Brad's carts to the track. Brad is off on vacation. He wasn't even at the track yesterday. Wait, did you trailer carts? Yeah, two of them. Okay. I didn't even realize that, I don't yeah. think. Yep. So I trailered two of Brad's carts to the track because I was renting one, but also another kid who was brand new to this whole carting thing also came along and uh, rented one of Brad's carts as well. Both row taxes, both row tax oh. senior. Yep. And, uh, you know, because it's not my car, it doesn't have the correct seat in it. The seat was also too big for me. And I was getting whipped all around in the seat. 
but I still had a great time driving these two strokes, and I think I'm finally getting them under me. Because I've driven two strokes like a handful of times previously, and every time it's like... Well, what's, just, the, what's the hardest part? Like this, just the transition. Just getting chucked around. Just like, oh my god, just all over the place. But besides that, because you said, let's just say the seat fits. Yep. What, what's the hardest transition that you've noticed? I mean, yeah. It's twice. just the, the abuse on the body because you're going it's that much abuse, faster. Sure, but you also have twice the amount of power you would in the world format. Right. So you have to understand... It's something that you practice in sim racing with powerful cars. With like, you got to be feather light in the throttle. You can't be just like instant on off switches yeah. and shit like that. But now you got to do it in reality when you're getting chucked around at G's, and it's a different thing altogether. And it's something that I've kind of struggled with the few times that I have driven a Rotax in the past. However, last time I saw, I gotta say this. Last time I, I saw it. you in a Rotax, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, whatever, at X One Outdoors. This kid over there was like, you were basically crying, and I don't know if you... I don't know about that. He was crying. Oh, he was. He was crying. No, I, he had this yellow stain going down his suit. No, stop. Yeah, he was. Stop, stop. And then the back of his suit, he had this brown stain. He's no. Like, ah, yeah. It was bad, but it wasn't... No, I wasn't <laughs> shitting and pissing myself. No, but haven't you been... You've been working on your stamina and endurance. I have, right? so yeah. I got big into, like... Uh, you Biking know, a little bit, yes, too. riding my bike over the winter time. I've been doing push-ups and trying to work on it. Yeah, you got 50-pound weights attached to your because you're off the side yeah, of the sofa. A helmet, but not, not 50 pounds. And I think it has paid off. Now, given Canaan's a pretty big and wide open track, with you know, that those straightaways, like that, that turn three and turn four kind of straightaway, even though it's not, you can rest. You know what I mean? It's not like you're stressing out much when you're going around those corners. Turn three and four at... You know what I mean? You take turn two, right? And then you still have, you still have turn three and turn four before the break. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Yeah, it's but, You're right, that's what I'm saying. Which we were talking about earlier. What's his comment... How everybody's following this way over the right line. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No, it made yeah. no sense. Everybody, I I'm saw just guys like, in the everybody doing it. Yeah. Doing it too. I, I don't know. I was like, why, like, why are you going way over to the right to this very gradual left-hander, which, uh, whatever. What, what I'm trying to say is, I think I am starting to get these two strokes under me, even though it's I'm like giving away all our secrets, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't care. I want the competition. And to all be right. honest with you, do I think I'm going to have some serious competition when it comes to two strokes anyway. You know what? I want to see you sweat. I need to. I mean, I've, I've been doing the World Formula thing for four and a half years now with all sorts of success. Yeah, but you've been racing... Oh, yeah, World Formula, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been racing go-karts for 10 years right. at this point, technically. That's, yeah. And I started rental karts at 18. I'm 28 now. But, um, you know, I did World Formula for four and a half years. Had a great time. I've been super successful. Very successful. Yeah, but it's nice to have I've, a change. I've won a lot of races. I need... I need to step up to two-stroke. And there is a bit of uncomfort that goes with it, definitely. There is a point, there is a bit of me that shows up at the track like, uh, like I'm like I'm kind of worried about what I'm doing. I'm kind of like, is this even going to be fun or enjoyable? Uh, but I need to do it because I need to do something where I'm challenged once again. Not to say that like, I'm so good at world formula yeah. that like, you know, I'm the best, it was just so easy, uh. That's not the case, but it was getting to a point where I had so much success, it was like, I need to make the next step. Yeah, and also I think that is, um, that's a valid point, and it's it's not so uh, aggressive like a shifter cart. Like, I've pretty much told you, I don't have any, I think it'd be fun to take one out for a spin, I don't have any desire to ever race it. I'm almost I in the same boat as you, I really don't. I have I don't more know. experience. It's, it, it, maybe it's a little bit, I think, the, the risk-reward there's more risk than there is reward. I mean, yeah, you're going really fast, but it's like, eh, just, I don't know. I, I see it as more work 
total war. You know what I mean? Yeah, that too. Yeah, you got you to rebuild the engine much more frequently. Yeah, well, it money. Costs, yes, yeah, money. Initially, the cost. Yeah, is it's. But then, if I had that money, I feel like I would be. I feel like there's other things I'd do than a shift. Sure. Yeah, you could probably. I bet. I don't know. When I was out there in the world formula, the last thing I'm like saying to myself is, "Yeah, I need another like how much? What, what kind of horsepower does a shifter have?" Fifty, close yeah. to fifty. Where I gotta admit, the the tag's a nice jump up because remember yeah. what I was saying earlier. World formula is perfectly balanced. You, you know, you, you don't have a, too much power, yep. but in the tag, you, you were saying you know you've got enough power where you gotta feather it. And not saying you don't feather it in the world formula, but you know what I mean. You've gotta really think. Yeah. About I, it. Yes. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Yep. Yep. But it. Yeah, you make a valid point. It, it, world formula, especially with the way I would set up my carts, because I love oversteer. I would set up my cart to be oversteer heavy all the time. So there would be times on corner, you know, mid-corner through exit where it would be feathered, even in a four-stroke, but it would. You couldn't go full throttle because it would just kick and go sideways and you're losing time. But now in Rotax, it's basically the truth, probably with any setup I can throw. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I really haven't worked on setup with a, with a Rotax yet because I don't own a cart. And like yesterday when I was driving Brad's cart, I don't want to make any adjustments because, first of all, he wasn't there. So if I made any adjustments and things broke, he's not there to even see it happen. But it's also the broken thing. Like, I don't want to do anything to this cart that I don't own and, and make it worse and just piss off the owner. So I, I left it as it was all day, the gear ratio, yeah, yeah. pressures. I, I, didn't, I didn't touch any of it. All I did was make sure the pressures were up to pressure, and that was it. What PSI were you, what are you running? I was doing 12 all around, 12 PSI all around. What were you guys doing? So they give them DRT secrets. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure we had mine set. So we had them set around 14.1 oh, and two. Wow. All right. So listen to this. We dropped wow. them down because they thought they said it was too hot. Yeah. They dropped first down. I went out there. I mean, I still was running faster because you got to keep in mind. Hadn't been in a car in a while. If I'm not getting faster, then there's problems. Okay. But I did not like it. So we raised right. them back up. I think we got them down to like high 12s, 13s. Yep. And um, I didn't like the way it felt. Yep. It, you know what? The only issue was we weren't out there long enough. To me, it felt like it was uh, the pre uh, the heat took too long to build up. So I was like, no, raising back up to 14, so much better. Because it took less laps to get. Um, well, obviously, like uh, the less pressure, the longer it the longer it takes to get that heat up. You know what right. I mean? So I, I felt like 14 was a sweet spot. Yeah. Where it would get up to 10 pretty quick. I went faster. It felt better. So for me, it was like 14.1, 14.2. You guys then, were doing tenth of a pound, like fourteen point one pounds, fourteen point two pounds. That just happens to be what it was. I don't think it was intentional. Why? I think it's just a reading. I think you're looking too far into this. What thing. were you using? Digital scales. I mean, a digital gauge, I should say. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't have a digital gauge. Well, you know, when you're just shuffling over money. Yeah, you know, when, you're, when you're racing for yeah. the DRT. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That, that's hey, kind of, that's you know, kind of I, I've always done my pressures in like 0.5. I've never thought about tenths. I, yeah, I don't even remember if um, they were, I, I want to say they were, you got to keep in mind, guys. I just was trying to keep it on the track. I think we had different pressures per side. Does that make any sense? On what? The uh, it does. It does to okay. a point because it was a clockwise track. So right. technically your left sides are going to heat up quicker than your right sides. Okay. You could think that way. You honestly could yeah. do that. I am a lot of us are simpletons that just go out with people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, hey, listen, I'm not going to deny uh, Everybody there knows more than I than I do. Yeah, Excuse me. Yeah, I can't yeah, even yeah. talk. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm down with my Bloody Mary here. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And that, but that's the thing about racing and karting is that 
you have to you have to leave your ego aside and you gotta listen. And I do appreciate everybody that gave me all the uh, feedback yeah. um, <clears throat> when I was there because during the day, when you do listen and you actually take those uh, those changes and implement them, they work. You yeah. know, Keith was talking to me quite a bit about the uh, the track, and um, not say you haven't or Rich or anybody else, but uh, you know, turn two was one of those things that you don't notice it really. I think a lot of people probably have raced there many times and don't realize how much room you have to track out there. Yeah. And then the turn yeah. after that, uh, I'd call it turn three, but whatever, when you're taking the hard right after the back straight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I got you. <laughs> we're, on, we're on the clock. Um, you can break a lot later than, than you realize. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, um, it's one of those things. And, you know, sometimes you don't have the confidence to push it yourself. You need to hear someone say it. But, uh, but on the flip side, too, a lot of people, too, I think the problem is they, they ask the questions like, are you either on throttle or on the brake? And it's always not that simple. The simple answer is you, you want to keep it smooth. You know what I mean? If the cart's flipping yes. back and forth like this, you you're scrubbing much. speed. And yeah. that's what some people are better at telling, which I'm just using this example when Keith was telling me that, you know, on that turn there, turn two in particular, because yeah. that was the one that, for me anyway, opened up the rest of the track. Once you could carry that speed there and get the confidence, it kind of set up the rest of the track because then you go down there in the, in the technical section and you just feel it. And yeah. you just feel it. And it's just a smoothness. Isn't that the greatest thing about cars? It is. It's, it's a feel. feel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where, you know, you talk about car setup. I think it's a lot of human setup. Like, you're mm. uh, half mm -hmm. the weight of the, of, the, of the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I hate to use the analogy, but, like, um, I got into mountain biking. It's, it's a lot of, with a hardtail, and it's a lot of your body weight is the part of the machine. Yeah. So it's like what you do with yourself is what, you know, happens on the track. I didn't, I don't know. It's no, that's no, what's no. so fun about it though. Yeah. Versus say getting in a, a car, like a race car, even a GT3 I mean, car. You're when you just get into a car. Ride. The biggest thing about a car versus a car is suspension. You don't have suspension in a go kart. You just have direct feel through tubing and whatever else you're sitting on. Yeah. To you, and that's what tells you what's going on. It's direct, and you know you. If you're good enough, you can use your experience to understand what you need to do exactly. with the inputs that are given to you. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about real quick here, because I, you know, I have a passion for it in the background here, is sim racing. And uh, I was talking about iRacing with some of the guys there and stuff. Uh, I will say this. So after getting back out there, man, the simulators now, while they're not 100% realistic and this and that, no G-forces, they simulate understeer and oversteer so well. Because what's funny is when I first hit turn one and two, what came into my mind was, was um, simulators. Like I literally, because the understeer and oversteer is is um, really well displayed in a simulator. It really yeah. is, and uh, it's just funny how that came to my mind. I was like, oh yeah, this feels familiar. I remember this. Yeah, that, it's cool it's pretty that. interesting, you know what I mean? Because that's I've been doing a lot of that over the last year in place of real racing, and it keeps you sharp in that regard of what to do in different situations. It does. I think sim racing, even though there's plenty of people who will say, oh, it feels nothing like driving a real car. Yeah, you can argue that. But what it does teach you is it teaches you how to adapt to a situation system that yeah. is happening. You know, and you can switch sims and, and you could drive iRacing, Assetto, Automobilista, whatever it may be. You can still learn how to be fast in each one. It's changing conditions. Well, apply that shit to the real world. In the real world, it's even better because yep. you have more you know, forces to help you out to tell you what is going on. So just apply that knowledge about, you know, being, um, being able to adapt to different physical systems 
now to the real world and apply it the same way. Again, the, and it's easier in real life. That's the cool thing because you have G forces. At some, yeah, because you now, do have. And all the race, all the racing drivers that did sim racing said the same thing. It's easier in real life. NASCAR said yeah, it. A Indy lot of said will it say that. because yeah. it just is. I mean, it's always going to be easier because you can feel what's going on. Other than the steering wheel. I think it's, other it's, than the steering wheel. I think it's easier to drive cars in reality because of the you know, like we were saying, you have more more senses to use. Um, not necessarily easier to go super fast. You know what I'm saying? I think you can, you have, it's much easier to go intensely super fast in a sim. Sure, there's no consequences, yeah. No consequences. You built, so you know what? Someone said it great. They put it the best, I think. In a simulator, you start out really fast. There's no reason not to. And then right. you back off from there. In exactly. racing, a real car, cart, whatever it may be, you start out slow and you keep building up. Yeah. And it's backwards in a sim. Um, yeah, well, that, but that's one of the problems too. I think some people just get out there and go 110%. And then you start yeah. spinning and breaking stuff. I mean, but then think you... about it. Yesterday, how many guys spun out like on the first lap in front of you? Did anybody do that to you? Yeah, but I spun twice too. I, sure. I yeah, don't, you, you're there's doing nothing it. wrong with spinning. It's 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 where you spin and how you do it. And uh, you know, luckily, I didn't do any damage. Never even went off the track. I kept it on the track. Never lost. Uh, never stalled the engine. Like see, there's ways to do it. Never collided. Never touched anyone. You know, I just think being a clean, smooth driver, like we talked about, Lewis, and I've also talked about you out there too. Um, never had an incident with you except for that one famous time at the indoor track when I punted you out of the way because yeah. you gathered yourself and I didn't expect it and I was like, eh, but you didn't expect me to gather myself. Charles? No, I thought you were Gonzo. I thought you were Gonzo. Yeah, yeah, you're a sloppy mess. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, so on to uh, Portugal next next this coming week. Yeah. What are your quick predictions? I, I haven't I, done any research. Yeah, like, you know, I, I. You just... know what? It's. I mean, look at one and two. It's either. I think the prediction is Max or Lewis. Yeah. I'm going Lewis on this one. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go Lewis. I'm gonna go for two. I'm going. I think Botas has a rebound. I'm going two for Botas, three for Max. So all right. So Lewis, Botas, Max. That's what you think. Yeah. I think it's going to be, um... And then I think it's going to be the normal guys. Uh, you know, then McLaren, Ferrari. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, God, I'd love to see some of these other guys. You'd love Aston to see Martin it, step up. Yeah, yeah. no, I think I mean. it's going to be... Uh, all right, fine. Uh, my prediction will be uh, Ferrari outs McLaren this time for the uh, fourth spot. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Because they've um, been getting better and better. I think it's going to be a good day for Red Bull once again. I think you're going to get Max to win because it is. there's so many corners and there's plenty of high speed. There's Not plenty of corners and plenty of braking, plenty right, of accelerating. Right, yeah, I understand. I know. I, Race cars. <laughs> it's a lot of fuel. Yes, but there's. it's such a, a curvy and, <laughs> and swervy type of track, and usually the Red Bull chassis is, yeah. is superior to most. I think Red Bull is going to have the better okay, day. Okay, good point, yep. But I, I do think you're going to have both Mercedes in the podium with him. I still don't see Perez rebounding and, and throwing in the podium performance yet. I think he's still trying to adapt to the Red Bull car. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. Um, but then, yeah, I, I could see Ferrari. If they're in the same momentum, doing better than McLaren. However, Lando's been a standout. Lando did way better than Ricardo, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think what we're seeing in Formula One is an age gap barrier, whatever you want to call it. You know, Ricardo's been around, Vettel's been all these these guys that have been around for the most part. Yeah, they're falling back. 
It's it's unfortunate. You know what I think well, it is? Anybody who I changed said, teams. Yeah, but Daniel Ricardo is too focused on <laughs> jokes. I, I love Daniel Ricardo. Oh, He's wow. like my favorite. No, but these other guys, when they're not racing like Max, Lando, when they're not driving a real car, I forget how many hours Max puts in on a simulator. He lives yeah, and breathes it. He, I mean, he literally lives and breathes racing. He does. And he's, I think some of these older guys, guy, like Vettel, do you think Vettel's doing any of that? No. no. I think, well, I think Vettel's... No, but all of them, even out. Fernando Alonso. Alonso's he's endorsing, different. he's busy endorsing Logitech. You know? Alonso's different to me. I, I think he just has a lot of natural talent. It's unfortunate that he doesn't seem to be showing it yet with the, uh, with the Alpine, but... It's um, nothing. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Renault out. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to call it. I know. I, I yeah, yeah. But it, almost... seems, it seems like most guys, except Carlos Sainz. I would say Carlos Sainz is the best example of somebody who's changed teams last year to this year, and is actually doing an okay job. Everybody else is doing shit. Uh, you know, Ricardo's not doing the greatest. Alonso, like we said, is not doing the greatest. Vettel definitely not the greatest. Also, Perez. Perez not doing the greatest. Perez showed speed in qualifying. He qualified second. You know, you can't really say. Yeah, no, no, he's good. But uh, I, I it's mistakes. just going to take time for those guys to get yep. adjusted to the new teams, new cars. Same way David Lando. You know, he slowly keeps getting better. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Leclerc has been doing pretty good, you know. He's, yeah. He's getting back into it. Yeah, he is. He's kind of the Ferrari boy right now, you know what I mean? I know Sainz is in the team and he's good, but I mean... they. they Carlos probably... is a bit overrated. I think he's... Over... What? Uh, really? Yeah, relative... Yeah, relative to, say, Sergio, yeah. Like, I think Carlos was kind of took the limelight because he's moving, you know, anytime you move into Ferrari, it's a big deal. But Sergio is, he has, he has more potential. Definitely. All right. If I was picking a team, you know, which you picked those, uh, did you ever do that? The, uh, what was that thing called? The, uh, the, uh, the website you filled out for, it was like Fantasy League for Formula One. Well, we are doing a fantasy league are you? this year. Oh, okay. I, I, are you in it? No, nah, I couldn't You didn't? Uh, no, I thought I did. It didn't go through. Because technology. I don't think you know. you're missing. There's a lot to it, but I also don't pay attention yeah. to much of it. Just I don't care. So it seems like... I don't even do fantasy football or anything. Like that. No. <laughs> but, um, all right. So the next time uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat will be uh, after, after Portugal. After Portugal, yeah. And who knows what will happen in the meantime. You never know. Maybe we'll get in a fist fight between then and now <laughs> talking about... Uh, Valtteri if we talk and, enough about Valtteri and Russell... Nah, I'm kind of done with it. I've moved on. All right, done. good. Good. So well, anyway, good. thank you for tuning in. Yes, this has been the third episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast. I'm Alex Holmes, and you are... Charlie! Jose! Thank Woo! you very much for joining us. Once again, big thanks to our sponsor, Newport Propane, which... Oh, there you are! In the front! Once in a while, there it is. That's the logo right there. Pops up on the screen. And uh, hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Cheers! Adios!